Hey ladies, I'm Tori and I'm Wendy. Welcome to the Fruitful Vine, where we delight in motherhood and life one honest conversation at a time. Hello, hello, happy podcast Wednesday. It is Tori from the Oglesby Ohana, and I am in the beautiful company of Wendy from Plan Prep Pray. Actually, I didn't like that. That was I I screamed that. Let's start over. (laughs) And action. Hello, hello, ladies. Happy Podcast Wednesday. I am in the beautiful company of Miss Wendy from Plan Prep Pray. And I was going to say, and it's me, Tori, but (laughs) everybody knows it's me. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man, ladies. um, We're excited to be here today. We're happy to be here today. I really are. So this is post-Easter. And um, yeah, so happy late Resurrection Sunday, Wendy. Yes. How was your Resurrection Sunday? It was good. It was um, it was not traditional. Like we didn't do mine anything. either. Girl, I ordered pizza. <laughs> I think my kids had oatmeal <laughs> and a boiled egg. <laughs> looking at everyone's like beautiful Easter family pictures. I was like, oh, I did not deliver. This I was like, I didn't all. know that was a thing. Are we all supposed right? to be taking Easter pictures? Right. It's like the Christmas um thing rolled around again. I'm like, oh, shoot, I missed the memo. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I definitely felt like I missed all things Easter memo. But in my defense, my kids were gone for the whole week. And then they got back on Easter and it kind of worked out great. Cause we were all tired and we yeah. just chilled and we were together. I got to like squeeze on my babies. And mm-hmm. after like, once I saw like the 30th family picture on Instagram, I just touched my phone. Like we're, we're just going to, yeah, we're just going to unplug. <laughs> well, in my defense, my kids were here right next to me. I have no excuse. There is no reason why I didn't do anything. You always make me feel like such a good mom. I've got nothing for you. I just, I just, I just didn't do it. I love it. I am really, 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 honestly, diving deep into celebrating the things that Jesus celebrate. Like I am my friend. I was telling you, I have a friend. She messaged me. She No way. Yeah. She was like, hey, um, I got to read the message again. But she was like, Wendy was telling me you were interested in that. Yes, I did. I did. I told you. Because we talked about it. And I do have to say, Wendy, knowing that you are on the same wavelength. And like when I didn't see you post a family picture, I was like, I'm not alone. I got (laughs) this. I can do this. No, we've got it. I mean, if anything, we got each other's back. Um, but yeah, I was just like, I'm just like, I've been hitting her up just for information, just for like resources, because her reasoning is so much more than this is the way it's always been done. And this is the way that I've seen my family do it. So this is the way I do it. Like there is like hers is founded on biblical truth and there is theological like it, like she thought it through, you know, like, why do you? celebrate Passover like she's got answers you know and you know what is it about Easter that doesn't that you why you don't celebrate Easter and all these things and so 
perhaps we should have her on. Yes, definitely. She's such a wealth of knowledge. And she's also not, she's my friend. She's my Messianic friend that goes to church on Sunday. Like she, cause she loves the vibe. So she goes to church on Sunday, even though she goes to the synagogue on Saturday, like just for fun. She like, she grabs all the kids and she takes them to church on Sunday. So she's not like, oh no, keep me away from all those regular Christians, you know, like, no, right, like right. she's, she's all, she's just, she's willing to gently in, tell you what she, how she feels. And in a way that you don't feel as if she's telling it to you, you feel as if she asks questions a lot. She asks more questions that make you think and you discover the answers on your own. I love that. I love that too. All right. Well, without further ado, let's move on to consumption munching. Now, Tori, what are we transitioning into right now, Tori? Consumption munching. Okay, ladies. So this segment, Consumption Munching, Wendy and I will take turns sharing anything that we've been consuming, anything that's been life-changing or any seeds that our minds have just kind of been marinating on. Uh, So it can be from a book, from a TV show, from a movie, from a conversation, from something that happened in life. Anything that we've kind of been munching on, we're going to share. Yes. It is time for Consumption Munching. That's (laughs) right. I used to be a documentary like girl, like I love me a good documentary, right? But lately, especially the Netflix ones, they're just all like, blah, very like, it, very like political um, and like trying to sway you to think a certain way. Um, but there is this new one and It is not without a little political layer, but I can tolerate it because it's, it's the core of it is people. Mm -hmm. And I don't have to agree with everything you do in your life to be able to listen to your story, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's on Netflix. It's called Warn, like W-O-R-N stories. And it goes through it's episodes. Um, I think I'm on like episode seven and it just goes through all these people and, and a clothing item that like define their life. It's so like, so for example, one guy was in prison and he said how he hated the prison uniform because the prison uniform made him look like everybody else made him not able to visualize his life out of prison. Mm. And he said, he was like, imagine wearing your worst mistake for the, like for the rest of your life. And he said, that's what his prison uniform represented. So then he was like, I'm not like he, a friend gave him a sewing kit in jail and he started re-sewing his uniform or his, yeah, his inmate uniform. And so he like, cause they're really, really bad so he like tightened them he made them fit and of course he got in trouble so he wore it for two years before they even like punished him but then after two years he got in trouble anyways his whole reasoning was like clothes matter because they they help you see who you can be and see what you can do and it's just crazy how the whole documentary is clothes and people or the lack of clothes. The first episode is a nudist colony. And I'm going to say, I was like, 
educated and not um, educated and surprised by how lovely these nudist people were. Like, it's such a good documentary to just kind of get inside. (laughs) Can we take that out? (laughs) Anyway, I'm ruining it. (laughs) You guys, the documentary is so... So (laughs) the documentary is really, really good. So make sure you watch it. If you're into people and people watching and people's stories, you're going to love it and appreciate it. Um, Some episodes were better than others, but I like watched and I didn't even have time to y'all. I don't know where I found the time, but I watched like eight episodes this weekend. Wow. I love the one with like that British guy. I think he's just the best document is it blue blue planet yeah something like that or planet not planet earth is it planet earth it is planet earth he has such a good documentary voice so good so good so good um but yeah i i love a good documentary but i need my documentaries to end that's my only issue i don't know if i could have it be like a series i feel like that's a lot yeah yeah and i think each Maybe each episode's like 30 minutes. Oh, that's not bad. No. um, That's not bad. I think you'll like it. Well, yeah. I don't like clothes, but so me and the nudists might really. Well, and guess where the nudist uh, community is? Of course it's in in Florida. Florida. I don't even know why, like, (laughs) duh. You should. You think they're going to be naked in the cold? No. Like, what are we even talking about? That's true. You, um, I think you would like it. I really do. No, but for real, what do nudists do when it gets cold outside? Because sometimes it like gets to the 50s. So that's the thing is, first of all, in order to be a nudist, you don't have to be completely nude. You can choose. Okay. Like, maybe I want to wear pants, but not um, a top. Or maybe I want to wear a top and not a bottom. Maybe Why? I, maybe I want to be naked like when we're, I, I, I don't know. It, like not everyone was butt naked. Some people just picked and choose. One girl liked to wear mesh tops because she was like, that way my boobies are free, but like I'm a little covered. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And then when they go, like this couple goes to church every Sunday and they put on clothes. Like oh. when they enter the world, they just put on clothes. Which seamlessly transitions into our talk today on gentleness. <laughs> Lovely segue. Lovely. That was that might have been the smoothest segue in the history of segways. <laughs> All right, tell the people what we're. Do- oh wait, no. What? Oh, thinking? what are you thinking? No, yeah. I asked you first. What you thinking? Huh. What am I thinking? Mm. Okay, okay. I'm thinking. We have a birthday this week in our house. Little Miss Journey is turning nine. And I'm thinking that I need to like get on it. Like I don't, I haven't ordered a cake. I don't have balloons yet, streamers. Um, I do have most of her gifts, but like I need to get on it. So when this episode airs, I'll have less than 24 hours to pull it all together. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Huh. I know. And yeah. I'm also thinking like she's nine. What the heck? I mean, birthday party is nine. You know, it's not like it's 10 or five. So <laughs> you just got to worry about multiple. And there's people that don't do a lot for birthdays besides, just you know, telling okay. you happy birthday. So, yeah. So 
since this is interesting, mm-hmm. since I've been um, digging deeper with holidays and what yes. I've decided I was like, but I can get down with celebrating the day they were born. Like we mm-hmm. will. And that's another reason why I don't feel bad about Easter, because I'm like, literally in four days, we're going to be celebrating your birthday and I will go all out because that's yeah. like really special, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And um, something that I want to start implementing on birthdays, I want to start telling them what what does Sam say? Sam says giving you your roses while you're alive. Mm-hmm. So I want to take that opportunity to have every single last one of us that is in attendance and even those that are not just to to tell them why they love them and stuff like that, just to have a day where we do that, because I love that concept of giving them the roses while they're still alive. Let them know how much we love them and why we love them. Not just, I love you. You're great. You're amazing. But no, like real tangible things. Hey, when I'm sick, you're there for me. You know, when, um, when I don't have anybody to play with, you're always there ready and willing to play with me or whatever the situation is. Just everybody telling them, what attributes they most appreciate about them. I absolutely love that. And I absolutely agree. And that's coming from my mom didn't celebrate birthdays. So yeah, I feel like they're important. That's something that I want to start. I mean, I've always put energy into their birthdays. Now, not birthday parties. I don't invite other people. My kids maybe journey has had one full birthday party and Titus has had one full birthday party. But what I do do is like, the family gets together, meaning me, Justin, and the kids. Maybe I, I let the kid invite one or two friends. No. Um, and we cook, we eat, we open presents. Like that's my oh, kind I love of that. Celebration. Yeah. I love anyway, that. What are you thinking? Anything? Well, I am thinking about changing my church. <laughs> Drop the bomb. Drop the bomb. No, I'm. That's just where my mind's been lately. It's just trying or looking for more of a family integrated church rather than um, a country club. uh, Yeah, I go to a really big church. That was my hurt talking. (laughs) That that was my church hurt talking. I take it back. (laughs) I uh, I go to a pretty big church, and their heart is good, and I'm thankful for everything that has been poured into my life. I think we need something where we can grow. And I think we need something that's more biblically true to what the Bible says. Read family driven faith. (laughs) And it's just been really changing things for me. So more, yeah, more faith based and family integrated. I I just want a church where there's not a lot of um, segregation when it comes to, you know, you walk in and the kids go here and you go there, just more so family oriented, more so about um, building up the family. That's what I feel. Cause I think that a lot of pitfalls happen when the church fails the family. That's just a whole nother story for a whole nother day. That's where my mind is. <laughs> you asked me where my mind is. Yeah, no, I did. I'm going to be, um, praying deeply for you. Cause that's a huge transition. Like you said it very lightly, but it, it's huge. It's a huge transition. And there's a lot of moving parts to that. And but at the end of the day, I think it's a blessing because I think it means you're you're growing spiritually. I know that God's going to lead you to the church where where he wants you at. I think so, too. I think so, too. But it's, 
I don't like meeting new people. You know me. You know my introverted self. Wendy, Our pits are sweating. That makes it even better. And that makes me know that that's exactly where God wants you to be (laughs) because you're getting out of your comfort zone. So I love that. Yeah. Which seamlessly transitions us into gentleness. There you go. That was a, that was much better. All right. So we are talking about gentleness and kindness as our fruits yes. of the spirit today. Well, I'll let, I'll let you start, Wendy. You take it away. All right. Well, gentleness is a hard one for me. Kindness, in my opinion, is not. <laughs> well, that's not true. I'm, I'm, I am a lot more kind to others than I am to myself. So I don't know if that's, if that's all the way true. But um, gentleness, especially with my kids, it's really, really hard for me. So I was actually looking into, you know, what gentleness means and the Greek or translation of gentleness in the Bible means to submit one's strength in a posture of meekness. So in other words, it's translated to gentleness, consideration, humility, and meekness. It, well, right where I'm reading it is hits, it hits home for me where it says it is humility towards God. And when we submit to God, we will be gentle with others. And I'm just like, how many times are we sharing our point of view on the gospel in a less than gentle manner? But we write, right? So like, how do you stand up and get your, you know, for the gospel and keep it gentle? How do you do that? Especially with the trolls on the internet Mm. that talking about your mental health studies and all your things. Girl, um, you don't. Um, I think I think the best quote is defending the Bible is like defending a lion. Like you Mm -hmm. don't. God didn't call us to defend the Bible. He called us to be the Bible. He called us to love, called us to, and uh, Justin and I were just talking about this. People try to understand the Bible, right? And they pick it apart. And it's like, listen, I'm okay with not understanding the Bible to its fullness. I'm okay with not understanding the end of the world or what this meant, because I feel like if God didn't make it crystal clear, some of it, some of it is not for us to know all the details. Now, what he does make very, very, very clear is love, love thy neighbor and love him. Mm-hmm. And we can't even get those two down, but we think we're capable of like fig- figuring out when the end of the world's coming. Like, no. Like, so that's the answer. You're not supposed to defend the Bible. But by being gentle, by being, can you read that the Hebrew um, or the Greek translation to us again? It says it. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. Prautes means gentleness, humility, consideration, and meekness. So that's that's how you do it. If you're not being considerate of other people, then you're not being the Bible. Like, and it's like what Paul said to this person, I became to the Jew. I became the Jew to this person. I became this person. I only honestly know one gentle, one person who exhibits that definition of gentleness in my entire life. And I think that's very interesting because I know, I know way more Christians, but I don't think we, and this person isn't even, he, he's not the kind of Christian that goes to church every Sunday. 
So I find that very interesting. And I like, I'm convicted by that definition. Hmm. Uh, For me, it was very much eye-opening, especially, I mean, within anything, let alone how I um, come at my kids. Oh, you're lying. You're, you're, you know, you're doing this, you're doing that. Oh, the Bible doesn't like the Bible talks about this. And the Bible talks about that. Like, especially how I come at my kids in a non-gentle way, whether it's yelling, whether it's fussing, whether it's doing all those things, I need a lot of work in that. The verse also goes up to bring, goes on to bring, to talk about gentleness when it comes to teaching and how we should teach others. And it says, we are to submit our strength including the strength of our convictions to God's wisdom, which is exactly what you were saying. Mm. And we are to teach God's point of view, not our own. And we are to accept that God's actions towards ourselves and others are the right actions, even when human wisdom thinks otherwise. Oh, that is so good. How many times have you thought, well, that person doesn't deserve that. Or, well, how come they're there, right? Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. It says, in our teaching approach, we should be respectful towards others. We don't forcefully share our truth or correction, browbeating others into accepting it. Instead, we share our truth in the spirit of love. This does not mean that we aren't strong in our convictions or that we don't stand up for what we believe in, but gentleness is not, is not a weakness or a lack of a conviction. Rather, it means that we value the person we are sharing truth with and thus treat them as a person made in God's image. And that is the mark of a mature Christian. Yes. I, think I mean, just let's be honest. We've all been the non-gentle Christian because we're girl. so passionate and ready and we want to share Jesus to everybody, which is great. That's okay. Like, it's okay to be there for a moment, I feel like. But as we mature in the things of the Lord, wow, that definition of gentleness. Mm, mm. I mean, it just really hits home because when you think of gentle, in in a way, there is this misconception that it's kind of weak, you know, that it's kind of like, <laughs> don't touch like mousy, you know, mm-hmm. and that's not the truth. The truth it just, it's the same thing when it comes to, no, you're not. Okay. It's the same thing when it comes to submission. Lots of the mm-hmm. times we look at submission as the woman being weak or the woman being, um, without, without strength. Or the but, man being overpowering. Overpowering, exactly. But the but if you turn it around, if you flip it around and you say, hey, gentleness is not a lack of conviction, but it's a valuing of the other person above yourself. You understand what I'm saying? It's of you're you're saying, hey, you know what? This person's made in God's image. So I'm going to respect them and I'm not going to forcefully force myself on them or my opinions on them. So I think it's important to speak truth and to allow truth to speak for itself. Like you said, it's a lion. There's no need to like beat somebody over the head with it. And that this should be taken into account for not only. So those of (laughs) y'all that are out there following after those, those, 
quote unquote Christians that are out there. Um, you're going to hell. You're going to hell. You're not doing this right. You're not doing that right. Their fruit. Look at the fruit, man. That's what we keep on talking about is looking at that fruit. Legit. I um, got into a heated conversation with Justin this weekend. And when it ended, I looked at him and I said, I did not exhibit any of the fruits of the spirit in that conversation. <laughs> he, he laughed like, what? Like, And I was like, it's something Wendy and I have been talking about. And like, and I, and I, I love that we're talking about it because I had that moment of, but you missed it, Tori. Like, you know it and you missed it, you know? Um, that happens to me too. And yeah. Yeah. That happens to and me it too. just goes back. Sometimes yeah, you can back, be so, so Pharisee, right? We can be so Pharisee. Yeah. We, we know all the right things. Or, or, you know, the flesh is weak. Like mm-hmm. the flesh is weak. I legit, before I started the conversation, I was like, I'm going to be level-headed. I am going to have fruits of the spirit. And the flesh gets weak and it gets the best of us. And then, yeah, yeah. But you know how he's going to teach us how to be more gentle, right? He's going to provide us with more opportunities to be gentle. Like I've been praying so hard about my yelling. I am yelling so much like a psycho person. I am yelling too much at my kids. But guess what God keeps giving me? (laughs) More opportunities to yell. And it's just like I, I spend the whole day like, yo, when I was yelling, it wasn't even this much. Like why, why, why is it, why y'all elevating things to a whole nother level? And I think that when you start focusing on these things, you will be provided with more opportunities to do these things. Would you say that if there's a situation in your life that is requiring more of the fruits of the spirit to grow in you, Hmm. would you say like, that means that I don't know. Like if something requires that from us, are we supposed to lean into it or are we supposed to run away from it? That's That's a hard one. And here's why. I'm not going to say who. Ooh, I know. I know. No, you You know where. All right. All right. I'm not going to say who, but there is somebody on Instagram who I want to like, guys. I don't know. I want uh, anyways. And I just can't. (laughs) Okay. And I just can't. And it's not a jealousy issue. It's it's a. I really don't vibe well with their personality at all. I They've got a very whiny, complainy type of personality, and it rubs me the wrong way. And like a high horse personality. Yes, yes. And it rubs me. It, I can't, it, whew, I, like I'm thinking about it right now and my shoulders are tensing up. And I said to myself, okay, unfollow. That's it, right? Because you could hit the follow button. You could hit the unfollow button. That's it, you know? But this person keeps showing up. Even though I'm unfollowing, they show up in other parts and show up in other fronts. I'm just like, yo, how can I run from this person? And then I thought to myself, (laughs) I'm like, maybe God is putting this person in front of you for a reason, not because of who the person is and how you can put them in the right spot and how you can, you know, you can, they they need you, girl. You need to go out there and help them. No, 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 no. Maybe you need to figure out why this person, why that person has so much power over you. Why can't you love that person? How God loves that person just with all their mess, within all their mess. Because like Tori just said, God called us to do two things and we still can't do it. You know what I mean? 
So why can't you just love this person? Because if you have to unfollow them, and I'm not saying everybody's worth the follow because everybody's not. The first step is unfollow. But if they keep showing up, just maybe God's trying to teach you something. That's all I'm saying. Boundaries are healthy. Boundaries yes. are healthy, even when it comes to loving people. Yes, one hundred percent. Okay, now I do. I want to talk about kindness real quick. Kindness. Uh, the Greek meaning of kindness is acting for the good of people, regardless of what mm. they do. Here we properly. go. Um, usable, well fit for use for what is really needed. Kindness that is also serviceable. Mm. So I love that because it's saying. Kindness is ultimately a servanthood, regardless hmm. of what that person does, right? Regardless of how you see them. Um, and that goes with gentleness. What I loved about the gentleness definition was, did it say humbling your strengths or submitting your strengths? Meekness. If you're supposed, it says something about a posture of meekness. So to submit one strength in a oh. posture of meekness. I love that in, in, okay, follow me here. In my head, gentleness represents a husband Mm. and kindness represents the wife. If we're talking about a marriage, right? Mm. Gentleness is being so strong, but you're submitting that strength to serve other people. Yes. Kindness is, is being so soft and kind but submitting that kindness is almost like leadership, but you're submitting it to serve people. Mm, and yeah. I don't know, that's the picture that I have in my head. And they both go hand in hand, regardless of what they do. It's acting good towards people. That's mm. amazing. Do you feel like you act good towards your husband and your children? Do you feel like you show them kindness? I think that I show my kids kindness more than I show Justin kindness sometimes, Hmm. but I show him kindness, but I think that our husbands tend to get the, the unkind side of ourselves. Whatever is left. Yeah. (laughs) No, because if I'm like the person that I was talking about who exhibits gentleness, who I've seen in my life exhibit the biblical definition of gentleness is Justin when it comes to like, like, and I'm, I can be very hard headed sometimes mm. I cannot be gentle, but he'll remain gentle. No matter what the conversation we had on Friday or whenever I was not kind, I did not have the fruits of the Holy spirit and he remained spirit. Yeah. Gentle filled person. What about you? No, I think I'm ugliest with my children and my husband. Like I am kind, so much more kind and gentle to people outside of my immediate family than I am to my family. Like it's ridiculous. Like it's horrible. <laughs> like, I'm your kids, do you, I feel like sometimes, do you ever feel like your kids are and your husband are like, who are you? <laughs> Who's she talking? Why is she talking like that? <laughs> Why is that voice like, why is that voice like that? no for real like I'm just like I'm reading all this stuff and I'm diving deeper into this stuff because we're doing this talk and I'm just like and you say you a Christian yo you know like and I'm more so I'm not like going around like looking at other people 
I don't, I, I really yeah. try not to go around looking at what other people are doing and being like, listen, everybody who's, who's hearing me on this mic, y'all need to be gentle and kind because I've got it all together. Like, no, I'm more so looking at myself and I'm seeing these holes and I'm seeing these, um, these things that, uh, it's a heart issue. You know, I can say, Hey, you know what? I'm going to be gentle today. And I might last an hour or two and I could say, hey, I'm going to be kind today and I might last even two more hours. But I more so am seeing more things that I need to focus my prayer on for God to change in me. I'm more so seeing where I need God's help. You know what I mean? I am at the point in my life where I'm not even if you ever think that Tori is judging you or like you need to know that. I am at the point in my life where all I do is see what Tori needs to work on. Like I am constantly falling at the feet of Jesus and being like, I messed up again. <laughs> like I need, I need to do that better. I need to do this better. Like, and, and I think that, I think that's lovely, uh, yeah. Wendy, because I think it's a sign of, it's a mature thing when a woman can turn her eyes inward and examine mm. herself. And the Bible tells us to do that. It says, examine yourself so okay. that you can make sure you're doing right by the faith. Uh, yeah. I, that's not, that might not be verbatim, but it says something along that. We'll put yes. the script in the um, notes, but yeah, Wendy, I think that's, I think it's awesome. And I love having these conversations because they really do challenge me and it stays in the back of my mind all day. And when as soon as I do something that doesn't exhibit the a fruit of the Holy Spirit, I'm like, dang it, you know, but in a good way, because yeah. if I'm messing up, it means I'm trying, I guess. And yeah. praise God, we serve a God who is from this day forward and not like, girl, what you did in April of 2011, <laughs> like, you know, praise God. <laughs> no, I agree. And um, that like brings me to my question for you guys. Do you find that listening to these talks on the fruits of the spirit, that you're able to identify either places where you nailing it, I did it, I got that self-control, or places where you need more help, or you need to pray about that heart issue? Or are you finding that the one thing that you're praying about, the one thing that you're focused on, that you're asking God for, you're getting more opportunities <laughs> to do it right? So let us know that's that question will be on Instagram and let us know. Ladies, thank you so much for spending your time with us today. We pray that you remember to lean into the one true vine while you are busy being the fruitful vine. Until next time. Bye. bye. Why is that the first time that we actually did it at the same time? <laughs> <laughs>